Welcome back to Real Phonies, where we take a love for movies and television and combine it with very little knowledge about movies and television. I'm your host, Christian. Joined with me, as always, are my co-host, Joseph. Yellow. And Jehu. This week, to talk about something else Marvel that released in the last two weeks, Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special? Christmas special? I think it's holiday Holiday special. special. Holiday special. Uh, where we find the Guardians have taken over nowhere, and Mantis and Drax want to give Star-Lord a special present, a reminder from his Christmas past. Usual players are in this, minus Gamora and plus Kevin Bacon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Directed by James Gunn. Apparently, it's the first thing they pitched for Disney+. Plus. Did you guys know that? I no. did not know that. Well, I think they probably pitched this before he got fired. Right. Boy, that makes sense. Right. Yeah, okay. And then when they brought him back... I was, I was about to say, because this would have been a, a, a bomb of a start, or, or you know, yeah. or, or, you know, that's not a good word to use for this, but it would, it would, have, been a, would have been a strong start from Disney+. Plus. So, Joseph, why don't you just start then, and it seems like you liked it. I did like it. So, it, what is it, like 45 minutes long? Perfect amount Fucking of time. Fucking love yeah. that shit. Yeah, it's an ideal length for this kind of thing. Doesn't need to be any longer. Uh, it's all of your favorite people. It's James Gunn and his Spotify playlist again, right. but just set to Christmas this time. Right. Uh, uh, it's it's mostly Drax and Mantis doing just kind of the, the dumb brother-sister relationship on a, on a fucking hijinks. And that's fun. I don't know. Like, there's not a lot to it. There's not a lot of meat to it. And there doesn't need to be. It's just, it's a good time. Yeah. Hurt? I mean, you know, I think it's, you know, it's supposed to be an homage to the Star Wars Christmas special, which I don't know if you guys have ever tried to watch I that. I have not. It's I, misery. I know it exists. Like, it's it's one of those things that you're like, surely I'll derive some joy from this. You will not. Light it's, day. First it, appearance of Boba Fett. First appearance of Boba Fett. Maybe that little animated part where they introduce Boba Fett is kind of interesting, but you can watch that separately. Life day. Uh, Life day. But, uh... Yeah, I I I thought this was super fun. Uh, you know, I thought this was the most likable Peter Quill has been for a long time. Mm. He probably needs some uh, rehabilitation from the uh, after those last two Avengers movies. What little we saw of Rocket was great, but yeah, this was definitely the the Drax and Mantis and Kevin Bacon show, and it was yes. pretty entertaining. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you, fellas. It's great. Uh, I'm gonna go out. This is my hot take. The Guardians is the best franchise in Marvel right now. <laughs> I don't even think that's a hot take. I think that's just true. Yeah, they everything we've seen in the Guardians, even even if like Guardians 1 and Guardians 2 aren't like groundbreaking cinema, they're top 10 Marvel movies. This is probably fucking a top 10 Marvel movie and it's only 40 minutes long. It's a blast. Like you said, great soundtrack. Yep. Those two are perfectly cast as those characters. They're having a ball. Kevin Bacon's fun. And yeah, the Guardians that we don't spend a lot of time with, <clears throat> Star-Lord, Rocket, Groot, all shine in the moments they're on. Right. Mm-hmm. Fucking Groot had me. Fucking <laughs> muscle Groot is yeah. hysterical yeah. for me. Um, no, no, I loved it. Way better than Transformers. Shortest episode of Real Funnies ever. Uh-huh. Right. Did it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Spoilers? For, yeah, sure. Let's go into spoilers. There's, not, there's, there's not none. A lot, I was about to say, if you've seen the trailer, you know the, the basic premise is... Drax and Mantis go to Earth to steal Kevin Bacon, and that's the whole thing. That's, yeah, that's, 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 that's the most spoiled. spoiled thing you can do. Actually, one little thing I wanted to get in before we got deep into the plot. Are you guys familiar with the band that was in there? No. Uh, they're a band called the Old 97s, and they're they're like my number one. Why have these guys never become huge bands? Uh-huh. They're fucking great. They, that, they're, that Christmas song is very good. It's yeah. quite a bop. They do like sort of, you know, college country alternative rock sort of stuff 
And they've just been around forever. They've been around for both times that that sort of style of alternative rock were in. And they've, they, I mean, they do well, but yeah. they've never become huge. And it's particularly perplexing since their singer is just, he's just gorgeous. He's just <laughs> one of the most, I don't know if he still is in these advanced years, but at one point he was just one of the most handsome men on earth, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, so I, I really like that we uh, got to see those, like they're getting this moment to shine. Hopefully uh, it does something for you. They have a record from the late 90s called Satellite Rides. Well worth checking out. I think it's fun, too, that music being so associated with this franchise and with James Gunn just in general mm-hmm. to finally have like live music. Right. Yeah, I think right. that was yeah. a fun twist, and, yeah. it, and it plays really, really well. I am curious. I know there's this whole thing about the conspiracy about Christmas music, about everything that we still listen to on the radio every single year, the same 20-ish songs, right. are all from like the 40s and 50s for no apparent reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. uh, there is a reason. Well, sure. Okay, yeah. Modern Christmas music is fucking terrible <laughs> well so that's give me a christmas song that's come out in 20 years that you genuinely like so that's what i'm curious about like how many of these songs should i have known did i i didn't know fucking any songs on this soundtrack i will say the one in there is this christmas by the wombats that's a fucking jam i love the wombats. i will also say another great christmas song from the last 20 years i cannot think of the title of it but the hives and cindy lopper did a song together which is my favorite christmas i mean song that ever. sounds like a great combo it's, it's 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 it doesn't give you christmas feels though yeah. it's very like <laughs> it's very you know the opposite of that it's about a couple that hates each other fine yeah i think the last genuinely great christmas song written was step into christmas by fucking elton john that's how long it's been since there's right. been a, a genuinely <laughs> great christmas song <laughs> And that song's just a bop. It right. has nothing to do with Christmas, really. Uh-huh. It's just fun. I was just curious. I feel like of the three of us, I'm the least musically mm. literary, or, or, you know, I have the least breadth in my catalog. Right. And I was curious if you guys knew any of the songs, you know, that came off during the special or that was just all James Gunn's Christmas deep cuts that he's been sitting on for years. I, I liked most of the music in this, but that Billy Corgan song was awful. <laughs> I honestly haven't watched it in two weeks, and I don't remember it. Yeah, well, I, I, I imagine it's one of those things where the songs are, are, I would guess, not well known enough that if you heard them, you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. That's this. I mean, that very first song in there, the Pogue song that's in there, there are people who would fight you over saying that. There's people who want to say that's the best Christmas song ever written, and I don't agree. I think it's fine. But, <laughs> you know, but, you know, but I mean, you know, it's just a certain kind of record can collector contrarian who wants to tell you that that's the best Christmas uh-huh. song ever. Yeah, I don't have any more thoughts on this. If you do want to hear the worst Christmas song ever written, it's called I'm Too Cold by the Black Eyed Peas. And it's fucking <laughs> awful. So, what do we have to say about that? How do we do the oh, Drax and Mantis? Obviously, mm-hmm. we're on the last nail here for Dave Batista in uh-huh. this movie. Right. Still fucking kills it. Yeah, no, he's still yeah. really good. Yeah, I mean, he definitely hasn't he, he hasn't checked out. He's maybe checked out fitness-wise. He was he wearing that vest. Yeah. But uh, but he has not checked out as far as doing Drax. Drax is, this is probably the best Drax in this movie. Yeah. Uh, Mantis, I really loved. One of the things we've never seen about Mantis in this that is important to her in comics is that she's like the best hand com- hand combatant in like the universe. And we sort of saw that yeah. in this. She kicks some ass in this. Uh-huh. What do you think about the twist with Mantis? So, right, I wanted, I was curious about this because it was played, I mean, it, it's the central part of the story. Yeah, yeah. 
Was that something I was supposed to remember? It was played like I was already supposed to know it, but I don't remember. No, it. They, you don't. So know this it. is like new information, 100. Yeah. percent Like they, they play it like previously on, just in <laughs> right. case you missed it. <laughs> right. Which well, I, I did. I was like, oh shit, I need to watch Guardians two again. Right. I mean, I feel like it's maybe telegraphed a little bit in Guardians two. Obviously, she's just this random creature following him around. Yeah. He was looking for his children. Why would he have just picked this girl with antennae? Right. Uh-huh. Like. But yeah, never said. I kind of like that they just—it's like almost offhand. Just it was explaining. It was like exposition yeah. dialogue. It was just like you know. It turns out I'm your sister. You know, yeah. just like that. I liked it. Yeah, and that's a great moment between her and uh, Star Lord at the end. And I think Chris Pratt does a good mo- a good job. Yeah, I really this did a lot for me for Chris Pratt because I, I was kind of over that dude. I was, he was say, pretty good. In this. I, I just rewatched what is it Thor four <laughs> whatever yeah. Thor, right. the, the most recent Thor right uh, and a hundred percent like that dude looks like he is done with life not just <laughs> not just Star Lord <laughs> right, in right. that movie. So I, I was as surprised as anybody that he is. Uh, a, He's got charm back. Yeah. Well, I think part of that, too, is nobody knows how to write the Guardians but James Gunn. Right. Like, they weren't as good in the Avengers movies. And obviously, he gets shit on the most. Right. Uh, And then Taika Waititi had no fucking clue what to do with him. Yeah. Like, I don't know why that remained in the movie. I mean, a guy who essentially just wanted to make comedy movies, you would think he would have had (laughs) a lot to do with him. You think he would have kept him in for the whole movie, but... So it was nice to see, I think, those characters back in... The only dude who knows what to do with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, I, I, I feel like uh, of the general cast and also kind of the comedy, I feel like, what's her name? Karen Gillan. Yeah, Karen Gillan. Gets kind of overlooked because she's yeah. the, the super dry, straight face one. But she's also, I think, quite good. I think no. the, when the she's whole group dancing at the end, good. Yeah, it's yeah. fucking hysterical. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I like her a lot. Yeah. yeah. And the the, the uh, given the the Bucky's arm, yeah, we don't know where that arm came from, but it's it's still very it's a great callback. That's a yeah. great moment yeah. too. Yeah, Kevin Bacon, he's yes. a blast in this. He he really is. I mean, he of all the people in this, he plays it the most like a cheesy Christmas yes. special, which is what it is, yeah. and I liked that a lot. Yeah. Uh, you know, that means both in the Marvel multiverse, Kevin Bacon is an X Men supervillain, and he's actually just <laughs> Kevin Bacon. Right. I really also love the scene where they realize he's an actor. Yeah, oh, they hate actors they hate so, much. so much. That's probably the best scene in the whole thing. Yeah, it's hysterical. We're just sitting here like, oh, it's so fucking. Yeah, yeah. Nothing critical to say. It's forty-five minutes long. <laughs> yeah, it's a blast, and it's something I I will rewatch. Maybe not every year, but yeah. I certainly will rewatch it around Christmas. Time. I mean, I rewatched it again today because, like you, I'd forgotten mm-hmm. a lot of it, and the whole thing was fun again. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think there's a. Lot. I think. If you're critical about any of this, then you just hated the whole thing. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like someone who didn't like any part of this, it w- this whole thing would have sucked. You're either on board or you're not. But to be fair, I feel like you wouldn't like any Guardian stuff, so why did you watch this? <laughs> well, I mean, I do think if you're the kind of person who, like, demands importance in every fucking thing you watch, because this adds nothing, really, besides right. Mantis... Being his sister, and they live at nowhere don't, now. Don't you uh, like the track you're going on is so fucking dangerous? To, no, I'm just saying a, if you're that person, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> this is a blast. It I doesn't need anything else. I don't. I don't have. I don't have. I will insult that person. I don't, I don't have care. it in me to do my filler <laughs> rant, but you're, you're just like we're so close. We're not doing it today. <laughs> I mean, good. F- no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, it sure is filler. I mean, for sure. <laughs> I'm going to fucking fight you. We can't do it. I mean, man, filler is fine. Uh, you know, going back to reading comics as a kid, I remember 
when the big comics were Teen Titans and X-Men, what those comics did that other ones didn't were they would have whole issues where it was just everybody hanging out. Mm. Like nothing would happen. They would just talk about their problems and have arguments and shit like that. And this was like that to me. And I like that. Okay, fuck it. <laughs> the idea, the idea that for something to be not filler, it's got to be progressing a larger, like, uh, season-long, moving-along right. plot, right. whatever, is kind of like the premise of getting to the destination of the end of the movie is the fucking point. Right. Which right. is insane. That's an insane way to <laughs> right. look at it. The whole, as, as, my thing is, like, as long as there's, like, character, like, that's what we're talking about. I'm talking about, like, you know, right. characters getting to hang out in ways that they don't normally get to do when they're fucking fighting and doing the main stuff, whatever. That's that's the whole point. The whole point in any story is fucking meeting the people and hanging. Like it's the characters that you like. It's not the fucking uh, ego, right. the living planet, or whatever else you have to destroy at the end of it. So the idea is just like in this one, it's Drax and Mantis are showing that hey, they love Peter Quill and they don't want him to be sad, and right. that's good character development. It's lovely. Well. I think a lot of it is just everybody is so concerned with plot now. And, you know, like, I was thinking about this the other day because of other current events. Like, uh, I remember when I first saw the first, uh, I'd seen a trailer, but the first, like, footage I saw from uh, Razor's Lost Ark, I was watching some show that I was up too late to be on, but it was, like, some, like, like late night videos slash entertainment show, and they were show they they were showing clips from uh, from Raiders of the Lost Ark, and they just showed the fucking end of the movie. They showed everybody's faces <laughs> melting off and shit. And I saw that before I saw the fucking movie. Imagine if that happened today, yeah. people would lose their fucking mind. Isn't like the original trailer for Alien is like seven and a half fucking minutes long, and like really, it's just them not doing the ship like flying right. over. Like it's right. just the plot of Alien. Right. I think. I I don't hate filler. I'm not shut, I, the, shut the fuck up. Let me finish. <laughs> I don't hate filler when it's good filler. But listen, I watched that fucking jewelry episode of Lost way too many fucking times <laughs> to say all filler is good. <laughs> that shit is terrible. Wait, which one are we talking about? They, they steal the diamonds. It's the two characters that I ain't even fucking shown. See, up. that's one of my favorite episodes. Fuck you, hurt. I love that episode. Raul or whatever his yeah. name is. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, it's it, great because you. What, we're about to go off and lost, but I think it's great because the other characters you it was it's like the Forrest Gump episode. You have those guys yeah, yeah, interacting. Yeah, 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 yeah. With they the like other digitally characters. insert them, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Standing in the background, like what the fuck's Kate doing? Kate was a murderer. Who <laughs> <laughs> saw that coming? Yeah, I'm imitating me eating popcorn on the island right uh, now. It's, going it's, <laughs> it's not as good, but I felt like it was trying to be the comedy episodes of the X Files, mm. like Humbug and. Jose Chung's From Outer Space, those kind of episodes. Yeah. See, I've watched all of X-Files like three times. Obviously, I can sit through some shit. <laughs> I mean, there there's a lot of filler in that, but yeah. some of those filler are, are pretty good. great episodes. Yeah, I, yeah I, that's like, I, it's, it's the term that just gets right. bandied about like right. it, it fucking means everything. Right. And I, I think there is such a thing as filler. I think there is an episode that is just to fill time that none of the characters do anything interesting. Right. There's like, you don't learn anything new about them. They don't form any relationships. Right. There's, there's like nothing happens. Right. Uh, which actually I will talk about later. <laughs> right. Uh, 
but I just don't think that anything like to to me the the main plot. If if we even want to call it that, if that is a, th- a thing we are we are tied to, is like the bare string that's holding together the story you want to tell. Right. In the sense that like it's there just because you want to do the rest of it, and like you you don't really need it to matter. That that's like we have the whole discussions about the idea of like MacGuffins and whatever. Like right. the fucking main bit is the least important bit of almost every story. Right. <laughs> True. Totally. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. It fucking just everything about talking about filler makes me fucking angry. <laughs> well, I want you to watch that episode of Lost before we do next week, and you tell me that that's not bad. <laughs> that it clearly is filler, and that it's. I want you to tell me that it's good filler. Uh, you're challenging me here. <laughs> well, I don't think that's fair because, Jez, you don't even like Lost, right? I have. I am. He tried to rewatch it recently. I see. I did try to rewatch it recently, and uh, look, I had a good time with it. My wife did not enjoy it. Right. <laughs> You know, I have mixed feelings about it. I like bits of it, and I get very angry about the bits that I don't like. Uh, but I don't remember that one being one that I particularly hated. But, yeah, I gotta look it up now. Who are yeah. the fucking people? I feel like without ever doing an episode on Lost, we've talked more about Lost than any other property. <laughs> That's okay. <on> shit. <laughs> Keep going. I'm. I look. We, I don't. We don't. <laughs> I don't feel like well, we have a lot else to cover. I, if we don't have anything else to cover on this, do you guys want to talk about the Guardians trailer for a minute? Since it like is- Nikki and Paolo. Nikki and Paolo. Yes, that's yeah. what it is. Just because I think it ties into this, and it it ties into definitely a prediction I have from this. Yeah. Sure. Uh, well, first of all, the fucking Guardians trailer is great. Yep. You guys did not, you know sold me when I was freaking out about face Space you, Hog. You're right, we did. Like, were you guys, were you, do you guys not remember that song, or were you just not surprised? Never heard of that song. Dude, it's just one of those, like, late era alternative boom songs that honestly at the time I could have given or fucking taken. It was like, I don't know if you remember this, but for a while we had an alternative and I'm making the biggest quotation marks on earth when I say that a radio station here called new rock one Oh seven. And it was a big hit on there. Stay space hogs in the meantime. And I never thought I would hear that song involuntarily Mm -hmm. again in my life. And I probably wouldn't have chose to, but now I'm super on board with it. I love it. I uh, I actually, after that, tried to... Man, I'm going to try to make a playlist of one-hit wonders from that era and see how much of it I can tolerate now as opposed to then. Yeah, yeah. It's about seven songs. Okay. It wasn't a lot. Yeah. Still hate fucking Dishwalla. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, still hate Eve 6. Um, but, uh, this one seems like it's pushing more that there's going to be more feels in it, which is funny because there was a lot of feels in Guardians too. Yeah, that is a little odd. Yeah. Um, Someone needs to ask James Gunn if his relationship with his dad is okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm positive it isn't. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, a lot of times when I look at that dude, I was like, hey, there's me if I would have tried at all, hmm. even slightly. But yeah, I mean, what'd you guys think about this? Someone's definitely going to die. That's my, I have my theory as to who's dying. Uh, so my, they've they've uh, they're telegraphing Peter Quill or Rocket, and I really think it, hard. And I think I also think those are red herrings. I, I think, I think it, it's Drax. I think it will be Drax, and I think it will be. Uh, I think it'll be Mantis, and I think probably it'll be what's Yondu's the new Net Yondu yeah, yeah, yeah. mm. And I think simply because all three of them will go to fucking you know DC with uh, James Gunn. Yeah, I was about to say, I was like, you know. He'd keep, I mean, kill his own brother, <laughs> but no, that makes sense. First, first, yeah, first the first two just got really 
like yeah, you know, showcase. Show yeah. You know, uh, so I, I think it'll be those guys. That it come. does. It does feel cheap if that is the case to just go like ham fist in the sister connection just for like extra emotional <laughs> right. damage. Right. Uh, I don't think it'll be Rocket because they're doing Lila, and right, that's her name, the Otter. Yeah. Pick? Yeah. Uh, I think Rocket's gonna get a happy ending. I think I think Rocket will get a happy ending. I think you got to keep Peter Quill around for if Secret Wars happens. Yeah, mm. you know. So, uh, and I think probably, you know, we'll probably see a new team of Guardians at some point that you know Cosmo and probably Rocket will be at the center of. Yeah, I mean, I I wonder like with I agree with you that Peter stays around, but. Instead of new Guardians, is it the Adam Warlock franchise? I mean, there was a Guardians uh, spinoff uh, before Guardians turned into a mm-hmm. huge thing called the Annihilators that Adam Warlock was part of, so that could very well be it. Yeah, and Will Poulter is going to be—I think he's going to be great in that role. He looks pretty cool. Yeah, I was skeptical, but he's he looks a, got cool. a very strange face. But yeah, <laughs> they—they've done him up nice, dude. That guy looks like like look at him now and look at Zach Morris. Whatever that guy's real fucking right. name is. When Saved by the Bell was on, oddly identical. Mm, that is strange. Crazy. I would not think that. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, it looks great. Obviously, people are going to die. It's going to be sad, I think. Yeah. Which, can it be sadder than Black Panther 2? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> real death or fake death? Yeah, I, I, I don't think it will. I think, I, I, think, I think even though there'll be sad parts, there'll be a happy ending to a degree. Which, you know, will more than likely involve uh, Peter Quill and Gamora. Yeah. I think Drax will probably die three quarters of the way through it. Mm-hmm. Adam Warlock steps in and takes his place. They take down what's-his-butt. But, I mean, there is also... Who who is the villain in this one again? It's um the guy who made Rocket. Uh, oh, the High Evolutionary. Yeah, High Evolutionary. There's still a chance that Adam Warlock could be the real villain. Yeah. Adam Warlock, you know, has the mm-hmm. secondary character, Magus, who's his evil, like, alternate personality. Mm. So, but yeah, that's about all I got on that. All right, yeah. Yeah. I mean, look at, when, when is it coming out? Uh, April, May. Oh, shit, pretty soon. Yeah, okay. pretty soon. Dope. Yeah. There's, dude, there's so many fun comic book movies next year. Just a shit ton. Can't we got Ant-Man 2 in like two months. Yeah. Will this be the year we finally get burned out? It might be. There's like 12. There's a lot. I mean, for sure, I, like we do this podcast, but I am already, if, if it isn't obvious to the listeners and you guys, right. I am already less excited about almost everything that comes out these days, but <laughs> it's it's a communal thing for me at this point. Yeah. I mean, at this point, if we weren't doing the podcast, I probably wouldn't watch everything anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's me. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> Did y'all watch Miss Marvel? I still haven't watched Ms. Marvel, so there you go. I know. Yeah. Ima- imagine you going telling... You fucking racist. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Imagine going back like 25 years and telling yourself that that there would be a day that there are so many superhero movies that you don't want to see superhero I mean, movies eh, anymore. Fuck it. Right. I know. Totally. <laughs> it's like, not just so many, but so many really good ones. <laughs> yeah. Not just shit that you'd suffer through just because it's yeah. comic. You movie. thought Blade was good? <laughs> just fucking wait. Right. Blade is good. Yeah, All right. it's fine. <laughs> it sounded like a diss on Blade, but Blade it is did. relatively fine. All righty. Well, that's it for Guardians and Guardians speculation, I guess. Uh, what have we been watching the last week, two weeks? Week? How long? Yeah, yeah, week, and and a half. week and a half. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to talk about Critical Role. Yeah. I watched The Mighty Nine Reunited. Um, listen, 
I have two things, a positive and a negative. To oh, say I will. Them. I will say for her context, this is the, they're on their third campaign. This is them going back to their second campaign characters. <laughs> okay, yes, sure. this is a great transition. Thank you for that. So when Vox Machina campaign one ended, they did like three one shots, a couple, yeah, and because they had like literally exhausted all story possible yep. in campaign one. Really had no. The first two are purely. Just because an act of chaos happened in the last five minutes of the yeah, yeah. campaign one. Um, but in campaign two, they really leave themselves open mm-hmm. to come back and tell more stories. One, they're not all like level 20 gods. Two, over the course of the campaign, he had two pretty big villains, a guy named Trent Ikathon and Ukatoa for two of the characters, who really like their presence is felt but they never really address it they keep like putting fucking band-aids on it Mm -hmm. and they wrap up both of those stories in like 15 hours and i don't love that yeah um like i'm super happy that we got the mighty nine again because god that is the best version of critical role um when by when critical role starts campaign one it's shit the audio quality is terrible it is it's awful they don't know what they're doing their set sucks balls they don't have they like matt uses maps on line paper and shit and by the end of it they have it pretty well figured out campaign two it's a fucking machine and uh, it stays that way till the end and so like getting those two pretty big those could have been 40 episodes like together could have been pretty big arcs and i get it campaign two came to a very natural conclusion mm-hmm. like with the lucy and stuff it is a great ending uh but i would have liked more so having said that these guys fucking know how to play these characters. They kill it. It's so much fun to go back to. I want them to do it like every six months. Come up with a fucking reason. Do like five episode arcs. Um, it's a blast. It's so important to note that like the the arc that started the the Ukatoa thing, which I know is the big part of this, uh, is like pirate adventures swashbuckling. They're like spy pirates almost for right. a while. It's like. It's it's the absolute most fun I've ever had with the whole show, and I mean it's like yeah. a, I don't know. I mean it's like a ten episode yeah, stretch, I good, think. Good it's, it's, a, it's a and it definitely it, it leaves it quite open ended, and they they make references to it later in the campaign, but it's mostly left open. And yeah, I, I, it it doesn't feel like to me, having not watched it yet, that two episodes is enough to wrap up what was I think like kind of your meatiest material you yeah. had left. Yeah, I mean there is fucking spoilers for this show. They fight the character of Ukatoa in it. And it just feels like too easy of a victory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Having said that, these guys are so fucking powerful and they're so fucking good. They're doing like 300 points of damage per round. Yeah. And that fight goes for like three hours. <laughs> so you can imagine this dude's probably sitting at 5,000 hit points or uh-huh. something. But like, it just feels too easy. Having said that, Laura Bailey's still the best goddamn D&D player on the planet. Sure. She has a move in here that's fucking bonkers. Uh-huh. And uh, it's great. Um, if you watch campaign two, you should watch this. I also read the Lucian book, Nine Eyes of Lucian, and uh, it's really good. Huh. I fucking hated the twins book uh, about Vaxodon and Vex, but this is really good. Makes me love that. It's one of the best characters in Critical Role, and um, really makes him like broken and beaten, and a cool twist with him. And and for for Hurt's perspective, that's essentially a book from the perspective of the villain of campaign two. Yeah. All right on. Yeah. It's good. That's it. Critical yeah. role. Uh, let's see. What have I? What have I done this weekend? Uh, uh, this week. Uh, so you guys know I, I I really dig Law and Order. You know. Yeah. Uh, uh, right. Uh, 
The original Law & Order, of course, is on TV all the time. The second one, SVU, is on TV even more. Somehow. The third longest uh, running Law & Order show, Criminal Intent, you don't really see it on TV a lot, so I'd kind of lost touch with it. But, I, you know, yeah. I got Peacock because it, like, it was like 97 cents a month or is something. Is that the one with Vincent D'Onofrio? That's yes. the Vincent yeah, D'Onofrio okay. one. That one fucking kicks. <laughs> I, I, it is so fucking good. Yeah. I've just been burning through it. It's, it's so fucking good. He's a great character. He's like House if House was kind. He's a very, you know, like Sherlock Holmesy mm-hmm. character. Uh Catherine Erbis Eames is great. She's a great actress and she's really, you know, I mean her role there is to play off him and she's she's great at that. Uh, you know, I don't know if this is worth getting Peacock for, but it's made getting Peacock worth it for me. Which came first, this or CSI? I really don't know. Because one is the response right, to the other. Right, yeah. right, totally. Well, this one is funny because it's Law & Order is so much built on, you know, no star mm-hmm. isn't dispensable. You know, like, the, it's the format, not the star. And this is the first one, really, that we're just building this whole show around this one fucking guy. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, which is funny because they end up later having to do without him for a yeah. little time. Isn't it Lawrence Fishburne? Is he the one that replaces him? No, it's, at first it's Chris Noth, mm. and and then it's Jeff Goldblum. Oh, fuck, Weird. dude. Chris Noth actually and Vincent D'Onofrio alternate. They do like every other episode for like two seasons, and then they both leave, and it's Jeff Goldblum for a year. Wow! But uh, and then Vincent D'Onofrio comes back for the last season. I think is how it goes. But <laughs> no, I think I think out. you're getting things mixed up because I think Lawrence Fishburne replaces what's his name on CSI. On CSI. Yeah. See, they're very similar. <laughs> they are. They're very I mean, similar. one is like you know crime scene gross, but it feels very like there's one really fucking smart dude. Right. Who can look at all the evidence and know what the fuck is going on? Like it feels very similar to me. What's that guy's name? Manhunter. He was he 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 was in the the first version of Red Dragon. Manhunter. It's William something. I don't care enough to pull out my phone. Yeah, me neither. The other thing I wanted to touch on just real quick, uh, I, I, if I gave you guys. 50 guesses you wouldn't guess what the next thing I was going to talk about is, which is I fucking love the new Taylor Swift's. <laughs> I think it's so fucking good. I think the video is so fucking good. I don't know. Ca- I have, you know, I send you TikToks. Right. There's one I wanted to send you, but I didn't know how you felt about Taylor Swift. Right. But now it's all I can think about. Okay, I'm going to we'll send it to you immediately. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I never much cared for you know, acoustic guitar, Taylor Swift. But that, that 1986 album, the... the uh, 1989. 1989. I, I, you know, the synth Synthbath album, I really got on board with that. and But I think this is the first song that I've just loved. And uh, I think I figured out why she's the biggest pop star on earth. She's the only... And this is going to sound so old manny, but she's the only pop star out there doing songs. Like, she's not really doing just mm-hmm. repeated patterns and repeated phrases and stuff like that. Like, you know, verse, chorus, verse, breakdown, chorus. Like, she she does that shit. Like, uh, you know, so much of what you hear on the radio is like the opposite of Terrence Howard. It's all hook, no flow. This is, you know, flow, hook, flow, hook. And I, I think that's why she's doing better than, like, literally everyone else. But, uh... But yeah, the new two tales just Also, if you haven't watched the video, it's great. It's got a breakdown with Mike Birbiglia and the waitress on it, mm-hmm. which I which I makes me think that Taylor Swift maybe watches Sunny, which makes her more endearing to me. 
That's, that's all I got. What's the name of the song? Uh, Antihero. Antihero. Listen, I'm going to tell you the rest of the album is not nearly as good as that song. Really? I mean, it just all sounds the same, and that's the best version of it. Right. Of course, I'm not a big Taylor Swift guy. Right. Everyone said, hey, you got to listen to it, got to listen to it. I want to be a part of the conversation. You know, I'm fine with just a single. Singles used to be a thing. I'm, I, you know, I, I've already purchased the one song off iTunes. I don't need eleven more. In her defense, if Swifties take down Ticketmaster, it will all be fucking worth. Hundred percent. Oh, alrighty. Well, look, I don't feel like it's great that you went deep in the weeds on Critical Role. Sorry, because you know you're about to go deep in the weeds. I am about to go deep in the weeds because generally when I talk about anime, it's for my own benefit, and right. it still is 100. percent But I I come into it with the awareness that you guys don't give a shit, and nobody listening gives a shit, and so I try to keep it as brief as possible <laughs> while just like saying my piece. Uh, and I just can't do that today, <laughs> which I I apologize for. There's just there's just too much preamble. <laughs> fucking waiting so I started watching this show called The Melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya oh fuck you (laughs) are you aware of this no I just okay that's great it just sounds like you made it up yeah yeah for sure uh, so the premise of the show, and this is not even the thing that I'm trying to talk about, but it's going to take a minute. The premise of the show is the main character, Haruhi Suzumiya, is ostensibly a normal high school girl, but in actuality is not a normal high school girl, is in fact the god of the universe, essentially. she, the, Everything in the universe, thing, person, living beings, time, future, past, present... Is all from her being, essence, mind. This whatever. goes back to that Dishwalla song. <laughs> yeah, <it does>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything about this. Fucking oh, man, it. that's great! <laughs> what a great song. Uh, something about you know, talk to God. Yeah, what would like, you tell ask me all your thoughts on God. I really like to meet yeah, her. Yeah, on like a, it's it's so obnoxious because it's like a second track coming yeah. in. Because I really like to meet her. I want to reach through the radio and punch it every time. <laughs> God. God's a woman. And, oh, yeah. And as and as much as I want to punch that dude, Sarah loses her mind every time she hears that song. She gets so fucking angry. I can't tell it. you how happy that just made I'm me. I'm so glad. Me too. <laughs> that you were talking about a show where God's a woman and you talked about this swallow. <laughs> fucking incredible. Yeah. It, unbelievable. Uh, so anyway, the, the 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 gist of the show is that is true, but she does not know it. But oh. the only the the four people in her high school club do know it and are constant. And so the story is not about her; it is about them in a constant existential crisis. That if at some point she is either too overstimulated or too understimulated, she might destroy destroy everything, everything and <laughs> just change it and start over again by accident. Uh, and so it's it's like this weird thing of they do mostly just kind of like normal, boring high school stuff with a few little like hijinks where they something very strange and supernatural happens and they just try to sweep it under the rug as fast as possible before Haruhi sees it. So yeah, so like the, the general show has a weird vibe uh, because... Again, they're like they don't have any ill will towards her in any way, but they're still like this sin is like uh, they're the whole show, and I am using this word correctly, is them gaslighting her into reality that she is just a normal girl living Sometimes a normal Sometimes gaslighting life. is good, Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, from their perspective, for sure it is. Uh, so anyway, like the, the show's got like this weird vibe where it's like it's kind of this like nice chill hangout anime, but like also with this underlying tension of we're afraid of our very existence all, all the time, every second of every day that it could just disappear at any moment. Uh, so that's the show. 
But that's not what I'm going to talk about. <laughs> okay. There's, there's a small section of the show called The Endless Eight. And it is about, uh, again, godlike high school girl who unwittingly, because she's having so much fun on summer vacation that she doesn't want it to end, makes it so that summer vacation doesn't end. <laughs> uh, and so it's a, it's a series of time loop episodes. And, you know, the, the kind of the thing is she doesn't know because she's not doing it on purpose. You know, most time loop stories, the whole premise is, you know, like Groundhog Day, something like that. Right. Uh, you know, the person start, you know, does the time loop, starts it again, and is like, huh, that was weird. Right. Uh, I should be the next day and remembers the whole thing and tries to, like, learn from it and do something new this time. Right. The problem with this one is nobody remembers every time it resets. <laughs> and so for eight episodes, it's the exact same episode. <laughs> <laughs> And so, like, th- th- that's wild in itself, right? right. Like, like the, 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 it, it feels like, I don't know, one of those weird, like, social experiments that right. you do with your friends. Like, you just start, like, watching Bill Murray's Garfield right. and do it for, like, 24 hours straight or something. But it's, like, the actual show. Like, that's the real show in order <laughs> is how they broadcast it once a week for eight weeks. Uh, <laughs> but the crazier thing about it to me is that it's the same episode, but... It's also a different episode every time in the sense of it's not like to save costs. They didn't like rebroadcast the same episode multiple times in a row. They do the same episode with slightly different costumes, with slightly different line reads, with slightly different like shots and angles. And sometimes they say different things. Sometimes they do slightly different things, but very small, slightly (laughs) different things. Uh, But they don't actually get any closer to solving the problem. (laughs) So it's just it's just. I, I don't know, like it, so. It in the fan base, it's like regarded as, like everybody hates it. Like it, it, it <laughs> sounds w- terrible, widely pan. But I'm like, I was fascinated by it. Like I couldn't wait to watch the next one because, like, I don't know, like the whole the idea that they did that is so fucking trip. They paid people to do this. I mean, it's like, almost like the story's better than the story. And right? a, yeah, <laughs> I mean, at the end of it, is there a sense that at least you on the fourth side of the wall have learned something? Uh, well, so at the end of it, they do break the loop. Okay. Uh, so the, they're, they're, on the eighth episode, there is something that changes that, that breaks the loop. Uh, but You could have done that in two episodes. Right. right. So, but, like, that's the crazy thing. So they're like, there are other bits of, like... See, six of those sound like filler to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that is what I was thinking. It was like, maybe I'm not the authority to talk about filler, because maybe I just fucking love filler. I don't know. Uh, but, like, it, it's such a weird experience, because you'd think it'd be, like, an incremental thing. Like, it, it like the eight episodes would take, like, a, a, you know, a standard story thing, where there's some, like, ups and downs, but you're, like, kind of moving towards the resolution. But, like, for three episodes, it kind of, like, it, it almost, like, creeps like they're moving somewhere, and then they go backwards for the rest <laughs> of the time, and there's no progression. It's just, like, it's just, it, it was such a, a strange, maddening, fascinating experience, <laughs> and I, I just, I can't believe that somebody did this. I can't believe that, like, you know, dozens, hundreds of people were involved in animating and, and voicing and whatever this same episode eight times. It's just wild to me. Anyway, the whole the whole show I think is good. It's not like I don't know. It's not like fun, it, it, but it's just like it's fascinating. Mm. I think the whole like tone of it and what they're going for is really weird. I feel like almost like the the removing yourself critically to view it is more fun than like the actual show itself. Right. Um, but anyway, it, it just that was my last like four <laughs> four days was watching these eight episodes and just. I, I couldn't believe it, and it, it was uh, uh, a fascinating and uh, you know 
honestly enriching experience. I would recommend it. I'm glad you watched it so I don't have it. <laughs> there you go. Happy to tell you about it. Uh, but that's all I'm going to talk about because, of course, that's all I'm going to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do we want to do next week? Do we want to do... Uh, we talked about Andor. I haven't started Andor, but I can probably finish it by I next mean, week. I mean, I feel like there's a lot of fucking news we need to talk about. There is about. a lot of news we need to talk about, including James Gunn. Including right. James Gunn. <laughs> Which we still haven't done. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, if, if we want to do news next week, that's fine with me. I, I feel like we've got to be getting close to December releases, too. I don't know if there's anything fun coming out in the Fucking Avatar, Way of Water, yes. three hours and ten minutes. Uh-huh. I, I don't really watch a lot of the late night shows, and God knows the 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 version of uh, I don't know political humor that the late night shows is not always for me. But they did an Avatar trailer the other day where they just superimposed Herschel Walker's face <laughs> on various Avatar characters saying crazy shit he said, and that shit made me piss my pants. <laughs> it was one of the. It was. It was. I think it was the Jimmy Kimmel show. It came up on YouTube for me, so I don't even know what show I was watching. But I think it was Jimmy Kimmel. Thank God he lost. <laughs> I want to. I want to go back and, and apologize to David Letterman for his show because I feel like when I was a kid, I thought adults were just stupid for for watching David right. Letterman because he had segments like "Will It Float" where he just <laughs> put stuff in a tank, and now that shit's hilarious to me. I don't know why I didn't think that was funny. I mean, because that's very funny. I definitely think <laughs> someone who watched the same anime episode uh, eight times should appreciate David Letterman because so much of his humor was. Can you believe I'm doing this shit on TV? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. On like the primetime yeah. late night TV when that was like a thing. <laughs> uh, so yeah, maybe maybe news next week and then maybe Avatar. Maybe uh, we'll do Andor some other time. Who knows? I mean, I know this month I'm going to want to do Glass Onion. No, for oh, fucking yeah, for sure. Glass Onion comes out too. But, yeah. So maybe news next week and then we go from there. I love yeah. it. Sounds great. Uh, well, cool. That's it for this week. Thanks everybody for listening. Please rate, subscribe, tell your friends about the podcast. If you have any thoughts on... The Guardians movie, I forget what we're talking about because we do other shit for so long. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can reach us at realphonies.gmail.com. You can also uh, reach us on Facebook and Twitter at realphonies on Instagram, real underscore phonies. Thanks to Zach Evans for our Brian Blasco for our theme. We'll see you guys later. Would you really like to meet her? <laughs> <laughs>